Welcome to the Weekly Hijack. Hey. <laughs> okay, that was one of the stranger ones. <laughs> okay, so this is uh, what Kate did. What Kate did. This, is, this might be one of my favorite Kate episodes. Really? I don't know. I don't, it doesn't help me feel any more sympathetic. No, but I think it's a really strong episode. I'm not saying it's like super sympathetic for it, but it's a, for me a very memorable Kate episode. It's a really different one. Like, there's no big pressing, like, thing going on. It's very, very just Kate kind of dealing with her past. Yeah. So we get the answer of what Kate did in the intro, which is one of those great, every once in a while, lost have a great, like, and we would throw, show you someone that just explodes randomly, you know, <laughs> and that's, this is one of them. Uh-huh. You know, later on, we'll get Mr. Clucks and the asteroid. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> so it starts off with a bang. <laughs> Literally. Literally. <laughs> It's interesting because in many ways, especially the first half, is very much about in almost subliminal, not like subtly, all the reunions, like, you know, you got Kay and Jen back and you see mm. Rose and Bernard, but simultaneously, and then Sawyer has the I love her scene, yeah. and then you got Bearing Shannon. Yes. You know, we've got a lot of these like relational things. It means Touching very, base with a lot of people. And then we've got the whole mm-hmm. Jack-Kate kiss thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So there is certainly on one hand is this very relational like rearrangement. And then I think another thing is, you know, we have that interesting scene where uh, Jack's chopping wood and Hurl's like, you know, dude, that's called transference. Um, <laughs> and there's a lot of that with Kate's, you know, she's putting Wayne on Sawyer and then there's this whatever she thinks the horse means and there's a lot of this, you know, that kind of theme going on. A lot of amb- ambiguity, a too. Lot of, yeah, I mean, even for Lost, this, this is one lot of interesting things, but I couldn't tell you exactly what any of it's supposed to mean. yeah. Like like the Sawyer saying, why did you kill me thing. Yeah. And it's sort of funny. This is sort of the one of those moments when I don't think there is a very clear answer and I don't really care. Exactly, yeah. Because like it, it doesn't really have – like it's important for that moment and whatever caused it, it could be something within Sawyer's subconscious. And, and yeah, the, the ambiguity means it could just be – it could be on any number of things, but it it, it really doesn't matter. And it all could that very much. well have been Kate. I mean, she says she's crazy. Maybe she overimagined what he said. I mean, you don't know. Sure. I mean, the, um, the horse, which is probably real. They both saw it, and probably because of Dharma experiments. Again, we don't know. Again, it doesn't it could be really, just crazy island visions like Walt too. It's possible, yeah, because multiple people have saw Walt's vision. Yeah, so who knows? But again, who cares? <laughs> like it, the point is, it, it, it sparked a memory in Kate, yeah. and I think that you, it could be argued that's it, why it, it's at that level of island magic where it's like you kind of just accept it because it's it's working with the characters. The island just seems to have the characters DNA. Yeah, yeah, it's like it's constantly trying to. See who they, you know, help them work through things. I mean, that is kind of, I mean, we always, we always talk about the man in black and Jacob, but the island itself is. Yeah. Like, it's like, it's almost like Charlie and the moth. Yeah, that's in true. Many ways. Yeah, it gives you an opportunity to or, sort of work out something. Or the boar and Sawyer. We've used these animal illustrations before. Yes. Oh, that's true. That's a good point. The boar and Sawyer. I hadn't thought about that. How do you interpret the end, though, when, when Kate, uh, when Sawyer asks Kate, do you know that horse? And she's like, yeah, I do. Do you think she's made peace? Is she reflecting, is she, is she, uh, what, trans- transferring <laughs> the Wayne, her, her father onto the horse? Or is she just recognizing the horse from helping her escape earlier? I don't know. I mean, you could make arguments for either one of those, and I think I'd probably buy it. Because it but. strikes me that part of the reason Kate runs is that she still doesn't fully 
believe she did anything wrong. I don't think she she wrestles with feelings of guilt occasionally, but I think the thing that I, I, she doesn't I, want to get caught. Well, she doesn't. Want, yeah, no, <laughs> she doesn't want to get caught. But at the same time, I don't think she didn't really seem to. I don't think she apologized when she no. thought she was tra- talking to Wayne. She didn't really apologize. She, she, she's for never it. had the guilt as like, oh wait, I wouldn't do it again. She's like, I feel guilty, but I'd do it again. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. You know, like her dad says, I don't have murder in my heart, and she does wrestle with this idea of, am I a murderer now? Yeah, and she. It, and she feels like she can't be as good as everyone thinks she should be. Mm, she mm. prefers to be a Sawyer to a certain extent. <laughs> well, it's somewhat, but at the same time, she uh, she doesn't like her att- attraction to Sawyer. I apparently. mean, but she's very conflicted. Yes, <laughs> she is. So she runs. Yeah. <laughs> she never wants to settle on anything. And and honestly, she's one of the people that she never really gets over her issues. I mean, even no. at the very end of the show, she's still running. That's true. Any? Do you, you had some thought, any thoughts on Kate, Natasha? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, various half-formed thoughts. I mean, maybe she actually goes through with killing Wayne because of this belief that he's in her. She can't escape him because he's actual, actually her birth father. I mean, she kind of alludes to that. I mean, maybe that's why she does kill him and why she doesn't. Maybe that's what she's running from. I don't know. She does tend to have the habit of, if something's done, she'll do it to the nth degree. Yeah. You know, she has no middle ground. <laughs> True. I mean, which is the the good and the bad thing yeah. about Kate. It gives her lots of drama that makes a lot of people hate her. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, she's she pushes to for action to, yeah. to get. The, she's not going to be a complacent one, which you know. Yeah, there's something to be said. There's about there, there's some good things there, but then also slow down, woman. You know? So it's so great when she leads Sawyer out. She he's like, oh, we're, "You're tricking. We're really rescued, aren't we?" And he's like, <laughs> "No." <laughs> And then we have to go to the echo lock thing. Okay. Yes. If I had one thing I could I, I could wish is another season of Echo. Oh. The, the way they could have played because him and Locke are kind of the same people, but Echo's so much more grounded. I mean Locke is in this sort of area of like I'll just believe anything and believe. Mm-hmm. And it's okay, like Echo does a whole Josiah finding the book of the law Bible story, which Rather obscure, so super kudos to the writers. Yeah. Um, Interesting choice. Yeah, I mean, it's an interesting story, but it has nothing to do with what he goes on to say. That's what I was (laughs) going to say is that it's interesting because it's a long story and it really is not necessary by any means, except possibly to establish his character. His character. Who Echo is. Who Echo is. Yeah, because honestly, it's very loosely necessary. Yeah. You, You can sort of imagine with. The two of them is having assumption that they would find something more revealing about the hatch in the in the excerpt we found, yeah. which really didn't have like after done they exchanged the looks of like is that it yeah <laughs> but I mean but it was important for you know it led right into Michael and yeah and Michael's on the computer communicate it's very interesting where it, and it's hard to know what the Dharma video how much of it's trying to be truthful how much of it's just trying to play with the heads of the people in there I mean it's like. Might lead to another incident. I'm like, really? Or is it just to put fear into you? Or, or is it because others can hack into it? Or I mean, that's that could be a genuine concern of theirs. I mean, the uh, the hostiles they call them yeah. were a, a threat a lot of times. Yeah, that's and true. So you don't want to communicate with. Look, Darwin's not talking to you. Those don't talk to anyone. Yeah. <laughs> Yes, that is entirely possible. Or someone to lure them away from the computer and yeah. the hatch. Yeah. Which you know, Michael. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yep. 
But yeah, Echo <laughs> Echo is just interesting, and you know, lots going on. And I, I think it, you know, lot goes into how the coincidence, and and then Echo's like, don't mistake coincidence for fate. It's almost like he's cautioning him not to read too much into it. Isn't that? I mean, isn't that yeah. how you interpret that phrase? Don't mistake coincidence for fate. That's what I thought. Oh. So Echo's very much on the other side, saying. Yeah, it's a coincidence, but careful, don't, you know, because Locke reads signs constantly and everything. Uh-huh. Well, that's interesting, though, because, like, he, his story, at the same time, I seems know. to sort of demonstrate the other... It seems like, it seems like Echo's a little more, not skeptical, but he, he, he doesn't leap to conclude, you know, he's like, I think he's willing to think it might be a mm-hmm. fate, but I don't know that he's, he'd believe it without more watching it for a while, where Locke's like, it's fate, let's go do something. Yeah. <laughs> That's, that's it. I could be wrong on that. We'll see. You know, maybe it'll come out more in this next episode. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. I mean, we certainly pick up some things. Um, here's a question I've always wondered about the survivors' use of the hatch. Do they? So they have shifts about who keeps pushes the button, but do they have any sort of restrictions about who gets to hang out in the hatch as opposed to like spending time on the beach? And- it seems like most people are sent to the beach unless they're doing hatch work. I mean, that's what it feels like unless yeah. you're. I mean, unless you're locker jacking, do whatever you want. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, you do get a sense from people like Rose that some people have a weird. There's a weird vibe about the the hat. It's it, yeah, it's odd. And and I mean, I have to say, like, I love the. <laughs> this is a funny thing to praise, but I love the the ambient sound, uh, ambient noise of yeah. the hatch. Anytime there's no dialogue yeah. and they're kind of quiet, there's this like hum <laughs> over, and it just it's a very strange environment, yeah. <laughs> and and that captures it well you know they every time well this hatch we saw several new things got new new video michael's looking at all the cords plugged in and then we got the blast doors yes which is interesting no you know that it comes into play it, it takes a while it takes quite a while i think yeah i mean this that's way after ben Chilled has up. been there for a while so so yeah. nice uh Chekhov's gun there yes <laughs> but yeah they, they they it's very interesting the first half of the season they set up a lot of things in the hatch and the second half of the season they they pull the triggers on the guns on, you know, the button, on the doors, on the failsafe, on the, you know, the Shinor, um, electromagnetic stuff. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a nice, nice uh, use, you know, dramatic building up and then paying off mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, unusual sort of episode, I think. A nice, a nice, I want to say breather, because it's not exactly a relaxing episode, but it's, you know. It does seem in some ways like like the last two uh what collision was that? The last one we did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, that was kind of like wrapping up the whole tale. The first, yeah, the whole tale. You know, the whole, yeah, first first third of the season. And this basically. is almost like okay, it's a, it's a standalone K episode, but it's also with these hatch things and Michael setting up the next kind of arc of the season. Yeah, kind of. It's like a it's like a new beginning with a little moving yeah crazy moving stuff around some moving pieces, a little unwinding, a little rewinding. But there's a yeah, but there's a lot of moving parts in this episode. I'm always amazed how many different things can get moved in one episode. Yep. I like the scene between um, Jack and uh, Ana Lucia there at the end. Oh, yeah. With a tequila. Nice to reconnect that. And it's very interesting. I mean, I didn't really make this connection before, but you have these two murderers. And you almost feel more sympathetic for Ana Lucia as much as we don't like her character in this episode than you do for Kate. I mean, maybe not everybody feels that way. I just can't get over I mean... Yeah, Wayne was a horrible person, but Kate didn't have to do that. And her yeah. dad's like, yeah, uh, he's horrible, but I wasn't going to murder the guy over it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, Anna Lucia mur- murdered someone back home, too. But Right, that's what I was saying. They're both murderers, but you almost feel more sympathetic for her in this episode. And that's just because we see Kate doing her thing, which is yeah. awful. And then in this episode, we see poor Anna Lucia ostracized and Jack having pity on her. Yeah. Absence makes the heart grow fonder. <laughs> <laughs> I one more character scene I got thrown. The the Jin finally getting off his handcuffs. Yeah, which yeah, is nice. It'd been on there for a full season. Probably yeah. He'd been, he'd been holding. He, the actor himself was probably like, man, I'm I'm not gonna miss this thing. <laughs> and then he holds it up to Michael, and that like that brings their relationship full circle. Yeah, which is really nice. Yep. Especially since I don't think there's a whole lot of Michael and Jin stuff from this point forward. Yeah. I don't think they interact as. Well, Michael doesn't interact. I think he runs after this. I don't think you see much more Michael at all. It's not right away. Well, it's not right away, but I, I forget when exactly. Yeah, it it's pretty quick here, I think. Could after be. he gets the message. Could be. Could be. But So we're only going to have time for one episode yeah, tonight. So we had a long, long, ep- long single episode here. So Yes. Which is too bad because next time is one of the greats. Oh, so 23rd the Psalm. Looking forward to it. So you can be looking forward to it too. Uh, join us next week for the Weekly Hijack. All right. <laughs> Thanks a lot. Nick. Oh, yeah. And this is Tim. Bye. Bye.